0: You're listening to Irish Radio Canada, at home and abroad, and the Irish Film Festival of, of Ottawa. Gets underway the last weekend in March and that is the 29th, 30th and 31st. And this is the fifth year of the festival. And there's a great selection of films. that opens on the Friday night with uh, Black 47. And then on Saturday, a full day, 2pm, uh, Captain Morgan Martin and the Spider Queen, followed by Michael Inside and then followed by The Hole in the Ground with Lee Cronin as the director and finishing up on Saturday with the Dig uh, by Andy and Ryan Tohill. Um, but we're going to talk about The Hole in the Ground today, and it is Lee Cronin. I have Lee, Lee on the line. We're going to have a chat about this movie, uh, The Hole in the Ground, showing on Saturday. The thirtieth of March at eight pm. And by the way, the other thing I'll do before I chat with Lee is, if you want to get information on it, uh, the website is www. Ca. Lee, thanks a million for coming along for a chat.
1: Ah, my pleasure. Lovely to talk. Uh,
0: so first of all, I understand you're coming to Ottawa.
1: I am indeed. Yeah, I am indeed. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, I've, you know. I've, I've never been to Canada before, and I have family that lived in Canada for many years, so I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to paying a visit, I've heard it's a beautiful place.
0: Indeed it is, and I understand you will be participating in a and a and I think a director's forum maybe on the Sundays, so a uh, great opportunity for the audience to have a chat and find out some of the backstory.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I think when you attend a festival it's really nice to be able to not just screen your film, but also to interact with the people that see it. Um, I find it a really enjoyable experience, so I'm I'm looking forward to, to doing a Q&A and A and, and chatting to audiences while I'm there.
0: So, a little about Lee Cronin and the movie business and who you are and what got you into it. Uh, you're in Dublin, so I am. I am in Dublin. Yeah. Give us a little bit of your backstory.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm originally from Skerries in North County Dublin. is where I grew up, um, and always had an interest in, in the movie business, certainly from early teenage years and. Uh, you know, it's it's a slow business, take your time to figure it out. I went to film school, I worked in various parts of the industry, I used to direct TV commercials, but the goal was always uh, to make movies, so over the last kind of eight years or so I've been honing my craft through short films, uh, which, which played um, in a lot of international festivals and opened a lot of doors for me. And then myself and um, the kind of team of people I've grown up with in the industry, my producer and director photography. We finally all came together and, and got to make my debut feature, The Hole in the Ground, which um was a, a slow and painful labour of love as old first movies are, I think. Um and we're just really pleased now to have been able to unleash it in the world and, you know, it's 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 kinda of gone on its own little global tour and we've been releasing cinemas in a lot of countries um around the world. We're still rolling through that process at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a really exciting
0: time. So when you mentioned the short, you had an award-winning short called Ghost Train. And yes. Uh, this new movie is, though, on the ground, is a horror movie. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. Why, what, what's the appeal for horror? And where did that come from?
1: I think there's no escaping your influences. And I'm the youngest in my family by... My siblings is like a nine-year age gap. So when I was you know, eight and nine years old and they were mid-teens, you know, I was watching horror movies I probably shouldn't have seen, but it, it gets under your skin and kind of crafts a little bit of your of your mind at that stage. I think, you know, what I like about horror films from a theatrical point of view is, is is the dark room and, you know, a group of people together and that you can kind of move them in some direction. I think as well, horror is a much, you know, horror sometimes, it's really interesting actually, you know, at home in Ireland here, a lot of people, think of horror and they think of blood and guts but there's a lot more to horror than blood and guts um, and this is actually as, as much as it's a horror movie it's a psychological thriller and it's a mystery um, and it's not about a ton of bloodletting at all it's a, it's a story about a, a young single mother that starts to question her her little boy's identity um, and and starts to, to go down a rabbit hole of paranoia uh, into a deeper kind of a, a deeper psychological and horrific kind of space um, and although we do play around with some of the traditional Horror tropes in terms of how we entertain the audience and scare—it is definitely something that you can you can kind of uh, in, enjoy whilst being creeped out. So it's 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 a fun space to operate, and you know it's not necessarily I'm an out-and-out horror guy. I just I said I love a good mystery and horror lends itself to telling a mysterious story.
0: Right, I have to confess, horror is not <laughs> one of <my laughs> the genres I'm comfortable in. Um, the old.
1: You're not, you're not the only one that says that. You know, uh, it's, it's particularly, having travelled with my work before around the world, there is something about Irish people um, that, that you, you get a, a, quite a, a clear, I do not watch horror movies response. But I would, I would certainly urge people to give this one a go because it is, uh, it is also very much in that thriller space. So you're not going to see guts all over the floor.
0: Yeah, I know it's before your time, but like we grew up in my generation with the black and white Alfred Hitchcock. And, sure. Uh, it was, I guess they were more classed as suspense rather than horror.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that I would lean into a lot. Like, I'd be a big Hitchcock fan as well. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, you know, you know, with the hole in the ground, what it is, it, it's, it's a movie that, that's about a, you know, a question of doubt in a character's mind. So it is about the turning of the screw. It's a real dread and suspense-building exercise. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful tool rather than just... Easy jump scares uh, wouldn't be something that I necessarily would would go for, um, and I think suspense is a good word. And again, it's a good thing to explore in a cinema with a, you know, with a bunch of other people is to is to watch something that's suspense
0: filled. So when you say uh, to get people into a dark room, uh, you know, for an awful lot of uh, what would be lighter, and I don't mean that in a, a derogatory sense, but lighter movies, you know, there'll be shot outdoors and there'll be sunshine and everything like that. yeah, so for something like this, is it a studio production or and if uh, if you have outdoor or outside scenes uh, to in order to obtain the appropriate atmosphere, uh, does that present different challenges in this genre?
1: Um, I think it does. It depends on the story that you're telling. Like, The Hole in the Ground is actually set in summertime in Ireland um, and it, it was shot during... Uh, some really great weather. So it's quite a sunshiny and bright film. Um, But it's the tricks of the trade that you bring in terms of the music and the context and sound design and just, you know, the the, the nuts and bolts of the story that actually create the the ominous tone. There's a lot of landscape in this film. The landscape plays a huge part in in striking a, a tone of isolation around the characters as well. So... Um, you, you could, and you know, there's there's, there's actually lots of sunshine and, and color and life in the film, also. But again, it depends. So we shot on location; it was all shot in around Kildare and Wicklow, and a little bit in Dublin as well. Right. Um, but it, it was it was very much um, a you know, we wanted to put a lens on the Irish landscape and really and really showcase it in, in quite a dramatic fashion. Um, but then again, yeah, in, you know, there's other horror movies that might be set in a dark, damp warehouse, and that's that's where you go for that. But in this case, it's it's more of a, it's kind of a, you know, it's a slice of rural horror set in the fringes of a big forest near a small little town, um, and it's kind of place that I think everybody knows.
0: So when you tossed this idea at the Irish Film Board, um, mm-hmm. was there any kind of shock and horror that you wanted to do, a shock and horror movie? Um,
1: I think I think the Film Board are now, as they're known, as Screen Ireland, you know, they have a track record of support, supporting genre work. Um whether, you know, as broad as comedy through to horror and there's been some sci-fi stuff made in the past, um, it is obviously a little bit more of a commercial venture when you're making a horror movie, ideally. Um, and But no, they were they were very supportive through the development process along the way. And, you know, I kind of, you know, you're also getting known as the sort of filmmaker that you are, and I'm into, into those, into mysteries, into suspense, into thrills. So um, I think there would have been more confusion had I had I come in with a romantic comedy.
0: Right. Right. So then when it comes to casting something like this, um, I see uh, Shiana Kersak and she had had appeared in one of the previous screenings here at the Film Festival. Um, Mm -hmm. So the process that you would go through to cast a movie like this, given that the story you're telling and all the rest, um, put out the call for auditions and people line up.
1: Yeah, it was. it's actually, it, 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 there's kind of two sides. So Shauna is, is the lead and Shauna is an extraordinarily talented actress that has always delivered great performances in the work that she's been in. Um, and then she was playing against an eight-year-old boy, her son. There's it's quite a small cast in the film. We have some other wonderful casts like Simone Kirby and Steve Wall and James Cosmo are also in the film. In, 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 smaller, in smaller roles, a huge chunk of this movie is, is, is Shauna and this eight-year-old boy. And it was actually, with Shauna, I'd seen her in, I'm assuming you might be talking about A Date for Bad Mary, yes. the that played in the festival before. Yes. Yeah, and with them, um, I'd seen that and actually just met Shauna for coffee. Uh, she read the screenplay in advance of that. We, we talked for an hour and a half and I offered her the role. I knew she was right because she challenged what my expectations were for the role. Um, she wasn't what I'd necessarily written originally, but she has an extraordinary ability to, um, to emote and to share her internal feelings without necessarily having to, to say them. And I thought that was a very powerful tool for this film when it's about a character who is, as I said, in a situation of doubt and asking a lot of internal questions and questioning their own sanity. So that process was actually very social. It was, it, we, we, you know, we sat in a coffee shop in Dublin, we chatted for an hour and a half, and I offered her the role that night or the next day, I think. Um, with With the young performer who's eight years old, that was a much more nuts and bolts process of, you know, Exploring and seeing a lot of different young performers for the role using a casting agent, and um, you know, doing tapes, bringing them together in groups and workshops, and slowly finding, um, finding the right performer to play that role because it's a very challenging role for an eight year old because he's playing an, a normal kid and then also a, a kid that is ever so slightly different through the eyes of his mother. So it's a very subtle requirement for an eight year old boy. But James Quinn Markey, who played the role. And um, I think we, you know, we found um, a really phenomenal young talent. So it, it, it seemed to all come together quite
0: nicely. Yeah, I'm thinking in terms of my own grandson, and he's a little bit younger than that. But uh, for any of us who have kids or grandkids in that age bracket, uh, it will be fascinating to see someone that age go to the screen and perform. And you recognize the exceptional ability some of these kids have then when you do see th- that type of scenario.
1: So then, yeah, he was great
0: from start to finish. Then, when you brought the initial concept after doing the writing, uh, when mm-hmm. you set about starting to get into production and to the uh, when you've got the uh, t- film rolling, um, how long did you spend filming? And then, how long before uh, did the whole process take you?
1: Yeah, it was quite a while. Like the actual, de- like if even going back deeper, the development process of the screenplay took a number of years, as is often the case. And um, these things don't happen overnight. And there was a long process, but we, we things started to really pick up in uh, late 2016, early 2017, and we we set our eye on shooting it in, in summer 2017. So we shot, as I said, in and around uh, Kildare and Wicklow, in Dublin, for 24 days, uh, June into July in 2017, which might seem like a long time ago now, but it's funny you can always account for time in this business, and you know that the process then when we when we wrapped, I stepped into the edit at the beginning of August uh, of 2017, and. And I finished the film at the very end of May in 2018. So we were about, you know, nine or ten months in post-production. There'd be some time, there'd be some moments of downtime in that process every now and then, you know. Um, but generally that was quite, it was a co-production as well, the film, between Ireland, Belgium and Finland. So I spent a lot of time in Belgium do, working on the visual effect shots and working on the sound design. Um so, yeah, you, you kind of, yeah, and then we, we finished at the end of May and... We were in a position where we had distribution in the U.S. with a company called A24, who have a, a great track record of putting out this, these kind of movies. So we were we were very pleased with that. It also put us in a position where, you know, we really wanted to hang tight and have um, a very high-profile uh, world premiere for the film. So that, that turned out to be Sundance, which was only a matter of eight or nine weeks ago uh, that that took place. So there was a kind of a six-month... Where it's 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 sat waiting uh, to be to be to be shown to the world, um, and that was probably the uh, the toughest time of all because you're you're uh, you know you're you're dying for your work to actually make it out there for people to see. So there's no doubt it's been a long road, um, and to, approaching the end of that road, but still there's many months of releases happening in different countries and territories to come around the world so yeah you kind of if you're making a movie I always say you've got you got to be able to live with it for four or five years because it's going to be part of your life right. for quite some time.
0: So Lee you mentioned that you use music to set the mood set the tone and I see the music mm-hmm. is uh, composed by Stephen McKeon. Uh, mm-hmm. so you approach Stephen give him the script get him to go off germinate an idea and come back to you with uh, the music that he comes out with for that.
1: Yeah, it was a bit more hands-on. Actually, Stephen came a little later in the process. You know, there's no hard and fast rules as to how this works, um, but we would have had a we would have had a very very rough edit of the film with some, some some gaps in with no music and some places where we would use just temporary score as as tonal touch points. Wouldn't necessarily share all of that with him because didn't want to color his imagination too much. Right. Um, but we met and we spoke and we spoke about what we wanted to achieve. I spoke a lot about how I wanted live instrument instrumentation to, you know, that everything was quite organic. We didn't use computers to create sounds. It was all, so we recorded everything from, there's, you know, there's vocal choirs, there's boy soprano, then there's also strings and, you know, brass sections. We recorded everything in a number of different studios in Dublin um, during that process. And But yeah, with me and Stephen, was actually quite hands-on. I, he, he lives out in, he's got a studio out in Wicklow, and I'd go out to him kind of once every, maybe 10 days to two weeks and we'd go back through all these different cues that we'd created or that Stephen had created and I could give feedback and we could rework and it was it very much a developmental process as well which I think often leads to the best results when you can, when you can interact and, and collaborate like that.
0: Right, and we should put it in context that uh, Stephen has received uh, two Irish Film and Television Awards for uh, both John Boorman Films Queen and Country in 2014 and The Tiger's Tale in 2004. Uh, so he did. Uh, uh,
1: he actually won a th- he won a third for a movie called Pilgrimage last year as
0: well. So yeah, he's nice.
1: he's well renowned for his uh, his movie score work.
0: Yeah, I've seen Pilgrimage. Uh, yeah, fascinating movie as well. It is indeed. It is indeed. So Lee, uh, it's been great having a chat. Looking forward. I, I hope we. Um, I'm sure we'll have an interesting exchange with the audience when you get here.
1: And I hope so yeah absolutely looking forward to it as I said at the beginning
0: and and of course an exchange is always again uh, coloured by what somebody has seen and at this stage I have yet to see the movie so uh, the audience of course at that stage are going to have questions based on what they've seen so it should be an interesting dialogue and uh, I really want to thank you for taking the time and look forward to My seeing you here in Ottawa and again we should give the coordinates if you want to go to the Ottawa Irish Film Festival it's running March 29th 30th and 31st and Lee's movie is running at 8pm on the Saturday evening so there's one on uh, it opens Friday uh, we have three on Saturday and two on Sunday and the website for it is the Irish film festival Ottawa.ca and you can get packages etc and all that stuff good stuff there Lee thanks a million for taking the time
1: My pleasure. Lovely to talk.